it's the Page Avenue Crew Podcast. My name's Adam. I'm Dan. Josh. I'm Ryan. What's up? Man, what's up, y'all? Josh, why are you so pumped? What? It's Josh. It's me. I'm here, too. <laughs> Where's my tail? I can't always be the star of the podcast, guys. <laughs> Fuck he can't, he that. Ain't even, he ain't even caught the clap. You got the clap. We got the clap. Whatever. <laughs> I listen to that soundtrack on the reg. Get him to the Greek. It's good. We've, I've noticed about you is you've listened you listen to the majority <laughs> of fake music in your life, like like yeah. like yeah. movie bands, like yeah, like yeah. not real. Yeah, you know what I mean. Not fake music, but you know, fictional, fictional. Yeah, fic- fiction, fictional. Yeah, fictitious bands from movies. Back in the day, on MySpace, my list of favorite music was all fake bands. Steel Dragon. Yeah. Yeah. Steel like, Dragon. Yeah. Lonely Island, like all that. I gotta admit though, like before we play a show and I hear like Lonely Island. That's what clicked my brain. Like, oh, showtime. Okay. I'm so used to hearing your stupid playlist that now I love them. Idiot. This guy's an idiot. It's good shit. Good songs. Yeah, man. Good shit, Maroki. Right, Maroki? Hey, um, I'd like to say something. I've got something to say. This episode's brought to you by Noodle House, baby. Is that a good way? Is that a good way to uh, shout out our sponsor friends? Hey, uh, everybody in St. Louis area, this county has been fucking shut down. Because of the world being fucked. And uh, it's, it's affecting a lot of our friends. And uh, one of our uh, good friends that works at a restaurant called Nudo House needs your help. So uh, if you're in this area at all, please go there and uh, get some to-go food. They're doing the takeout. Still available. You know, they're uh, the one that we want to shout out this week, obviously, because they uh, hook us up and they're awesome. But that goes for all uh, local industries right now. Everybody's hurting. So go out and support somebody who's uh, not having a good time right now. Support local. Yeah, man. Or in your city. You don't eat Nudo. Fuck you. (laughs) (laughs) I know why Josh is low energy. He got a boner and all the blood left his body. (laughs) And he's on that weed, probably. (laughs) Are you? Are you drinking blood? I can't eat the weed. You can't talk. I can't talk either. Yeah, I can't eat the weed before a podcast because then I definitely won't talk. We'll catch you (laughs) blowed. Yeah. Weed has the complete opposite effect on me, Scoobs. Yeah, it's like I already talk enough in normal life. Dude, when I do weed, it's no good. I can't stop you, talking. Weed's for hippies, bro. Do you actually talk too much, or do you just have that paranoia about talking too much? Because I get that shit. Like, oh god, no, oh god, no, 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 no. Like, I already have ten thousand fucking thoughts a second, and it's already hard for me to like pick which thought to like form coherent sentences half the time. When I'm on weed, it's like every all ten thousand thoughts come out at the same time, and they just never stop. Yeah, that does not happen to me. I feel the exact same way, dude. I just get fucking anxiety, and I'm just like, oh, God, dude, I'm the most annoying person in this room. Fuck, all oh, my legs feel fucking weird. Did I just say that shit out loud? Fuck, I know this person doesn't want to be talking to me. I know it. I know it. I know it. But, like, all shit, all, like, like Benadryl, like, it knocks people out, NyQuil, like, it has the complete, all that shit has the opposite effect on me. Like, if I take Benadryl, I'll turn insane. Do you think if you did cocaine, you'd fall asleep, though? <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> Time for a nap. I don't yeah. know. Have you tried the opposite way? Hey, man, what do you do to go to sleep? A little keep up. <laughs> I just snort some lines off my wife's tits, and then I'm just like... No-dose, man. Puts me right to sleep. No, I've never I've never done the, the, the cocaine. You should try meth. <laughs> I heard that keeps people up. Yeah. Hey, I'm prescribed meth, basically. You are. Amphetamines. Salts. Pelts. Salts. I didn't know until I got prescribed Adderall and I read my prescription. It's called amphetamine salts. <laughs> amphetamine wrapped in You do bath pills. salts? I do. <laughs> we should all do bath salts before we make our next record. Hey, do you think if we did Adderall, it's called Dadderall? Yeah. <laughs> uh, we should do bath salts uh, before our next hometown show, for sure. Is that, yeah, a, yeah. Dad, is that a dad joke? We, we can go out and eat each other's faces. <laughs> yeah. Dude, before we hit record, you guys were talking about your vasectomies. Yep. Yeah, three of the four of us have no longer have functioning balls. I got to do that shit. Now, now I, re- I already wanted to do it, but now I really want to do it. Join the club, dog. I can do it for you. I got, I got soldering iron. <laughs> <laughs> Hold up. So, you, but like, don't you have to like ejaculate 20 times and then take it back in to get it tested? Something like yeah, that. Mine, yeah, mine are still mine are still functioning for a couple couple few weeks or so. I don't know. So how are you? I so are you allowed that. to just like, like if I say I got fixed on Friday, could I just jack off like forty times in 
like three days, or does it have <laughs> to be like day. a certain amount of time? You have to. I think you have to wait. You're supposed to wait like a week. It's like two or th- it's like a couple weeks. Yeah. Yeah. Once it heals, it, it. I think it just is about like number of loads because that's what they yeah. told me. They didn't give me a time frame. They're like, when it's healed, go back to fucking, and then after you come this many times, come give us a sample. Come C U M, give us a sample. So Adam, why, while you're doing this fucking, um, <laughs> are you like wearing a condom or like you just you just going for it? Said, like, what if it didn't work? While you're doing said fucking. Well, it's, <laughs> I mean, it's it's not like my wife ever stopped taking birth control, so you know what I mean. You do sex with her still? Do the sex? Yeah, we do the sex. I think I I think I wore a condom until I knew it was like done. Really? Yeah. Oh. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, man. Yeah, I'd have to do that. I'm too paranoid about that shit. So as like we, I, sorry, I was just gonna tell tell the story of of me going in. Do it, Dan. Tell us about your experience. We were talking about it already before we hit record, but I feel like the people would like to know this. But I went in to get the uh, vasectomy done, and the, I walk into the room, and the first thing the the fucking nurse lady says to me, she's like, "Are you uh, the Dan from uh, Story of the Year?" No fucking way. <laughs> and I was like, uh, "Yep, that's me." So immediately, I was just like, "This lady knows my band, and she's just gonna stare at my balls for a half hour." And your dick too, right? Because it's yeah, like, well, yeah, I mean the whole area, but yeah, yeah, it really wasn't weird, but it was just kind of funny. I so not really just like. The assistant that led you to the room, not the, the, the <laughs> no. receptionist, the person who actually It wasn't was handled- the doctor, like it was her and then like the doctor dude in the room were the only she they were the only two. So she Dang. was staring at your package, handing the dude the scissors and shit. She's like, Can I get an autograph? No, I'm kidding. she didn't say that. But- <laughs> All right, so let me ask you something. This might not apply to Scoobs, but like I feel like I'm already gonna be like I sit down, I'm already kind of fucking nervous. Like I definitely I would be for sure nervous. I try to act like I wasn't, but I would be super nervous. And then when it's like, all right, pants down, I feel like my dick would just go into my body. <laughs> oh, dude, my shit was inverted. <laughs> so it's like, so, I'm, so she's like, oh, it's Dan from Story of the Year. And then she probably left and was like, dude, he has the tiniest dick ever. Like, or or were you just like, eh, whatever. Uh, well, uh, like I also told you guys, they prescribed me Valium before I went in. So I was high. I was like out of my mind. And like, uh, I, I, I didn't give a fuck about anything. And uh, <laughs> so, which I guess is good. I don't know. And he was like, you're going to want it. And I was like, nah, I'm good. And, but I did, and it was it was fine. I didn't care at all. But no, I'm sure it was it was inverted and tiny for sure. But no, <laughs> I, I was just like fuck it, and I just laid down. Did you guys drive? You didn't drive yourselves, right? No. Uh, no. No. Well, I didn't. no. But some people I know people that that do. You, I could have. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Man. I only got local anesthetic on my actual balls area. I didn't. They sent me home with a prescription, but I didn't take anything there. So aside from the. The achiness, if I had like a long drive or something, it, it would have been just like any other day. Like I said, I went to the fucking movies the day of, so. <laughs> yeah, other than them Star giving Wars. me the, the volume prescription, it, w- it wouldn't have been weird at all. But. Yeah, I think, I think that when they prescribe you the volume, they tell you to not drive yourself, obviously. Unless you want to live on the edge. Hey, when I, when I, when I get my dick cut off, I want you guys in the room. <laughs> Is that okay? <laughs> when you become a eunuch. <laughs> I hope they yeah. let me cut the umbilical cord or bite through it. <laughs> I want to bite through your seminiferous tubules. <laughs> I'm going to cut through it with a sawzall. <laughs> oh, my God. Seminiferous hey. tubulodial buttonoids. Hey, you said something from Beavis and Butthead. I heard that shit's coming back. Is it actually happening? It's happening. I heard that a long time ago. I heard Mike Judge on uh, Rogan the other day, and it's like for sure coming back. Fuck yeah. Sweet. Well, we got to yeah. hurry up and make a new album so we can get on that shit. What if they make fun of us, though? They brought it back the one time, and it wasn't that cool. Remember? Yeah. I never watched the the yeah, uh, reboot. I, nope, nobody did, evidently. Oh. But maybe it'll make sense this time. I don't know. Now that all of the people who loved it are like our age and yeah. yeah. That shit needs to be on the internet. It needs to not just be on like a cable channel that nobody really watches anymore. You know what yeah. I mean? Yeah, yeah. Dude, speaking of, you ever think about the fact that if MTV had been forward thinking at all, their asses would have bought YouTube right out of the gate. And we'd be watching MTV now on there. They asses. you know what I mean. Like MTV yeah, would probably, be but but YouTube. I feel like just have a different logo on it. They could still do MTV online, even if it's not YouTube. That, that could still work. Can it work anymore though? That's the question. It like, would work the same. I don't know. You're the one that said it. I'm just saying <laughs> it could well, work if you think it would work that way. It, the reason you, I mean, the fact that it was even called MTV. I don't know. Is there still MTV? I have fucking no clue. But like, yeah, yeah man. it has nothing to do with music. Yeah, the M doesn't stand for anything. But, like, yeah. that, that's what I'm saying, though. Like, they, they pivoted because they wanted to just do more different programming. 
Yeah, so yeah. like if they, they wanted to do seven year old moms and uh, eight hundred <laughs> pound babies, and whatever. Yeah, yeah. So if they had their ear to the streets and they were really trying to connect with the youths, they would have got that shit. You know what yep. I mean? Yeah. Uh, MT- MTV won't work anymore because nobody's sitting around TV waiting for videos to come on. That's what I'm saying. Yeah. Yeah. yeah I get what so. you're saying because yeah, YouTube has all the videos on there, right? Exactly. Yeah. yeah. So yeah, you just find you find whatever video you want now. You know what I do? I do miss sometimes. I don't know about you guys, but like. The way I listen to music is all like like on demand. Like I pick what I want to hear. I realized the other day, like I really miss like a trusted filter. Like I miss a Matt Pinfield, 120 minutes, a Headbangers Ball. Like I miss like a someone just like picking a playlist for me, you know, and not knowing, not not me, not even knowing what the playlist would be, you know, and it just like. I, I mean, I know that's radio basically, but I I can't fucking do radio. I can't do commercials and shit, you know. I've tried to like make that happen for myself like by just listening to curated playlists on apple music and shit mm-hmm. like that yeah and i realized that as, as much as you can romanticize that time and i can personally think like oh yeah i just i just want music to be played for me every time i do it i'm like no nah, i just want to listen to this other shit that i yeah. already know instead maybe it's well, an age like, thing i don't know even picking a curated playlist you like you're still so sele- like you're still like picking something you know like, yeah i don't know Sometimes I just think it'd be cool just to like have someone go just turn some shit on and just be exposed to a bunch of stuff that I would never ever hear otherwise, you know? Yeah. That happens on uh XM radio kinda. Like at least it's a little there's no commercials and Yeah. Which I do have in my van. But otherwise I wouldn't pay for that though, you know. Yeah, yeah. I think a lot of people actually still do that, probably, right? Or at least enough people that that XM's still in business and Yeah, yeah. You know? Yep. I go through and I pick the decades playlist on Spotify all the time. I like that. Yeah, you can you can do like your daily mix or yeah. There's a billion fucking playlists. Yeah, so but yeah your you daily can kind of mix is stuff that you listen to yeah, all the time. Yeah, like I, I go find other people's playlists. Like the yeah. decades ones are real easy because you just hit play and then like shit comes on. Here's what I'm trying to say. I miss a like a human filter. Like a Matt Penfield. Remember Matt Penfield? Like before a video would come up, he'd like say like, "Hey, here's." He'd say something about it, or like there was a couple of those key hosts that you could like you just like really fucking trusted, and like they'd add their like yeah. color their commentary on something. Ricky and, Rackman. Fuck yeah, dude. I don't know. It's just like more than not just like an algorithm or a playlist, like an actual human just being like, "Hey, yep. Here, here's here's some, like almost like you know. I know I'm stating the fucking complete obvious, but like." You know, a radio DJ would do if he got to pick all the music and it wasn't a radio and there's no commercials and shit like that, you know? I know what you really miss. You really miss the Gettiker Superstore commercial. <laughs> yes. <laughs> Hit him with it. <laughs> yeah. There is a lot of that shit out there. It's just the additional step that makes it harder and like mysterious where back in the day, it's like there was the one thing. It's like yeah, you turn sure, on the sure. radio or you turn on MTV. Yep. You know when 120 minutes is coming on whatever yep. now because you can go like, I mean, I only really know Apple Music because that's what I use, but... There's all like either like like Nike will have a playlist or a mm-hmm. dude like Matt Pinfield will have a playlist or you listen to the radio show that like fucking uh, Zane Lowe does or whatever and it's all his curated shit like yeah. fucking Lars Ulrich has a I guess a show on Apple Music same kind of thing yeah yeah you just have to like go seek it out and I personally I, I don't know if I'm too older I just don't want to <laughs> even though I act like I do I haven't done it either. Is yeah, it? yeah. Oh, oh, yeah. I okay. As you're saying that, I figured out what it is. Here's what it really is: um, a trusted filter, and on top of that, appointment TV, like fucking Mandalorian. Like I, like you have Shit, to wait. Yeah. It's the first time in 15 years I've had to wait to watch a show. Like on Friday night, I'm like super pumped to watch Mandalorian. That's what I miss: is a trusted filter and looking forward to 120 minutes or whatever. Like that appointment TV, that aspect of it. That's what I miss. Dude, D- Disney's fucking coming hard. Uh, with that shit all 2021. Like, the number of sh- shit, the amount of things that they announced last week, dude, I don't know if you saw that, but, like, it's, it's if you're into Marvel and Star Wars or Disney and Star Wars or Disney and Marvel or Pixar and Disney or whatever you're into, like, your fucking whole year's full. It's unreal, the amount of shit that they announced, and they're all doing it. They're doing all of it week to week. That is tight. I'm pumped. Tight. Well, um... Are you guys going to, I guess we're going to interview me this week? <laughs> yeah. So for anyone who's been listening the past couple of weeks, we've done these kind of interview things. We did Josh first and then me last week for my birthday. And next is Ryan, Ryan Phillips. Tight. Let's do it. Let's get to it. Are you going to give us honest answers? No. <laughs> you guys can't see this, but we have him locked in a room with a, with a lie detector test on his, attached to his nipples. And a gun <laughs> aimed at his dick. 
you're going to get a fucking vasectomy. Oh, I can't wait. With a gun. They're going to shoot you in the balls. I'm always honest with our fans. I'm a 40-year-old dude that still wears fucking condoms. And let's be honest, I have a lot of sex, especially for like a dude been married in a long time. We do it a lot. And I fucking, I'm so, the condoms smell gross. They're fucking disgusting. They gross my wife out. I take them and I throw them on the floor and I leave them there until the next morning. Sometimes my dog eats them and then she shits them out in the backyard and then my son will go, what's that? And it's a shit out condom. This has happened like six times. You say that's your little brother in there. <laughs> could have been you, boy. Yes. That's all your little brothers it could have been. Oh, that's your dead brother in there, bro. <laughs> Better be thankful that didn't pull out that one time for you, kid. No, my dog fully eats, eats my condoms. Dude. Mm. Our fucking sick ass dogs are always eating the puss area out of Jill's underwear. Always used to eat her fucking tampons and pads. Anything that smells like the undercarriage of a woman, they fully eat it. That that's pretty normal. Do you guys remember? Yeah. When, I think I told you this when we were recording in the wake of the termination. Um, like I partied real hard back then, and one time I passed out and I woke up. My dog was eating me out. <laughs> All right, let's start the interview by you telling that story. I just told it. Now, here's the question. Have you ever received oral sex from a pet? Uh, just to my butt. I was laying on my stomach, and my dog was licking my actual butthole. <laughs> yeah. Which dog? Was it Nails? Yeah, I got eaten out by a pit bull. Question That's number two. How many dogs named Nails have you had? <laughs> two. <laughs> I've had, really have had two dogs named Nails. He had a sequel. Yep. Hey, do you remember that time you threw a rocket and hit nails right between the eyes? <laughs> yeah, he was like barking or some shit. He was all the way across my yard, and I, I meant to throw a rock to just like hit the fence and scare him, and it hit him right between the fucking eyes. And he still loved me. He goes, and he just ran over there. And just, it was like a softball-sized rock. <laughs> yeah. He threw it, threw it all the way across the yeah. yard and hit him right in the fucking forehead. God, that dog's legendary. That dog was made of solid fucking iron to his core, dude. Yeah. Remember when uh, he ate with like five pounds of raw hamburger or whatever. <laughs> he, ate, God. he ate an entire tray full of raw hamburger. Like we were getting ready to barbecue and the tray was just sitting there. It was like fucking 20 hamburgers on. He ate it all and didn't move for like two days. <laughs> like no joke. He just laid there for like two days. God, dude. If anybody's seen uh, our second DVD, I guess, uh, our time is now. I'm sure Nails is in there a lot. Oh, yeah. yeah. He, he, uh, he used to like attack my dirt bikes. Like I'd ride my dirt bikes in my backyard just like after I'd change the pistons or rings or some shit just to like, like a make sure it worked. He dude would like bite the tires while it was rolling. <laughs> he ate cell phones. He ate ping pong paddles. He ate my bed. The whole corner. I bought this like $2,000 bed. That was dumb. Uh, within a week, the dude like chewed all the corners off it. <laughs> but yeah. also like wouldn't eat food that you were eating while you were eating. Like if you were, he would just look at you. Yeah, he'd get yeah, like he within would, a foot and just stare at you. Like, yeah, yeah. You, you gonna give me that or? Yeah, that dog, man. Like, that's kind of scary. That dog was just hyper intelligent. Had so much personality. It's fucking weird, man. Like he had that look in I'd his come eyes. To practice early, and he'd come and just sit on the couch with me and lean against me. Yeah, yeah. you know what I'm saying. Like, there's some there's some dogs like that just like when they look at you, it, it's like that dog would almost freak me out sometimes when they look at me because I felt like it was like a person. You know, he was a person. It's kind of weird because his head was as big as ours. Yeah. <laughs> I miss that dog so much, man. Yep. He was a lot of fucking work. He cost so much money. But he looked uh, like he looked like Zool. <laughs> he yeah. did. And dude, he would all he, he would chew through the fence, like half half inch cedar wood. He would chew <laughs> holes through while I was gone. So like once a month I had to pick him up from the pound because he'd escape. Escape. And uh dude, and then he'd get like kennel cough and sick from the pound. I had to spend like hundreds of dollars on antibiotics and shit. That dog cost I've spent more maintaining <laughs> that dog than like car payments and shit, you know? He was the best dog though, dude. Yeah. Like I, my whole life, I never knew hardly anything about pit bulls. I assume they were like, you know, everybody thinks they are. They're all super mad and tough and shit all the time. But he was the first one that I actually like was around for yeah. any period of time. And it completely cleared my, my vision of what a pit bull is. They're the fucking sweetest dogs on earth. Yeah, dude. There's some, I mean, there's some genetics there. They're bra uh, bred to do a certain thing. But like, aside from that, dude, they just, that's why I got it. Like, cause I've actually had two of them. Cause the stigma, like little fucking dipshit motherfuckers get them and try to think it's cool to make them all mean and shitty. And like, there's a stigma because of that. There's shitty owners, you know? Yeah. Cause they are, they were like bred to protect. Like they were like bred as like nanny dogs to protect mm -hmm. kids, you know? Yeah. So they are like super loyal and 
mm-hmm. and protective in that way, and they have no idea how strong they are. Yeah. And when something happens, and they just will fucking tear another dog in half or a, mm-hmm. a little kid, like, yeah, like what? What did I do? <laughs> yep. Every once in a while, I did feel like like he was looking at me like oh, <laughs> I could take your face off right now. Yeah, that's what I'm saying. Like he he never like, I would. would just look but at him like, like I'm like you're, you're cool. You're, we're cool, dude. We're cool. It, yeah. He, there was just a little something behind behind yeah. those eyes, man. Yeah. Who else has another question? Who? We got a caller on line one. Here he is. Mom! (laughs) Bring it. Bring it, son. Do you still have an eating sweater? (laughs) Yeah. Describe the eating jacket. Oh, I had this fucking super sweet jacket. It had a pouch in the middle. So, like, you could put sodas in it and, like, Parmesan cheese packets, shit like that. And, like, I would, yeah, I would eat in it. I had an eating jacket. Like, motherfuckers have smoking jackets. I had an eating jacket. It was a fleece, a performance fleece. It was a performance <laughs> fleece with pockets for sodas. But hold up, you're not doing it justice because you didn't just like put it on and then put stuff in it. Like you, sometimes you'd bring all your food in your room and not eat until you put on your fucking yeah. your jacket. Yeah. No, I had a full on eating jacket, dude. Yeah. Yeah, it was fucking weird. Like to not eat. It got to the point where like I didn't. I didn't want to eat without it on. It's your blankie. Yeah. It was my wubby. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Dan, what's your question? Well, it was it kind of is similar, but I was just going to say you got to explain to the people why you hate cheese but you love pizza and it's your favorite food and why you would put on your eating jacket to eat pizza all the time. But, yeah, I don't know. It's weird. Pizza is my favorite food in the entire world, but my least favorite food in the entire world is cheese. I'll eat cheese on pizza only if it's mozzarella, but any other kind of cheese, cheddar cheese, fucking nasty ass prevel- literally any kind of cheese. Like I I like it's the worst thing in the entire world. Like, oh yeah, even even pizza, he won't. He'll only eat certain cheese on pizza. It has to be mozzarella cheese. Yeah, yeah. anything other than mozzarella, like, dude, like, I, I get like spit in my throat, like I'm on a vomit just thinking about other kinds of cheese like that. But you'll eat mozzarella on other things as well, no. right? Like, only no. mozzarella sticks. sticks. Fuck no, no, only? like never only? on like a sandwich or nothing. No. no, only on like cheese sticks. Like in in cheese sticks. That's what I'm saying, though. Like if someone like had a package of, of mozzarella like cheese slices and said, "Here, have one." Fuck that. No way. <laughs> I could never. What if do it, it was melted and it was like, nope. Oh, it's fucking gross. In in the box next to the pizza, and you just you won't grab it with your hands and eat it. No. No, it's Weird. like I, I fully admit that it's irrational and there's something else going on there. But like, there I have this thing about cheese. It's fucking repulsive. You're missing out on some gnarly charcuterie spreads, dude. <laughs> <laughs> no, I, I would eat dog shit before I would eat cheddar cheese. Like macaroni mm. and cheese is literally the worst thing I could ever imagine eating. Ever. <laughs> Fucking weird. Milo makes me get pizza without cheese on and he hates cheese now too. So Who Milo does? Yeah. Weird. But his his is kinda weird too. He'll eat like nachos and nacho cheese sometimes, oh, but no. but he but he won't eat pizza cheese now. I don't know. He his changes every couple weeks, but Oh yeah, it's fucking gross. Mm-hmm. But okay, I also, so I hold up. I also can't do like um I'll pretty much eat any food. I just can't do cheese. And then the other thing that's almost as repulsive to me is uh, like white sauce on pasta, like that Alfredo sauce. That shit is fucking <laughs> repugnant. No way. Yeah, I agree with you on that. That's funny. Oh my God. We we both have a fear of mayonnaise. And, uh, <laughs> yeah, I don't fuck with mayonnaise either. White creamy cum sauces. Yep. Okay, so what, what if a person was like, <laughs> I have a picture, a picture of one of your kids with a boner. Then I'm going to post on the internet unless you eat this piece of cheese, unless you eat this bowl of macaroni and cheese. All right. So only one of my kids can get a boner. <laughs> um, post that shit. He's got a big wiener. I, post it. He'll, de- he'll deal with it. Show off what daddy gave you. What if, what if it was a video of you jokingly pulling on his wiener as a baby, tugging it, and then he got a boner by accident? And you're like, oh, that was a bad joke. But the, all they had was a video of you jerking off your kid. Oh, my God. You have to eat the macaroni and cheese. I would commit fucking suicide because I'm not doing either. I'm out. All of your hypotheticals involve child molestation. You do <laughs> yeah. know that, don't you? Yeah. All right. What if you're, uh, what if uh, your fucking mailman or something was like, eat this bowl of macaroni and cheese or I'm going to punch your kid in the face. And you were in a, in a jail cell. He could take a hit. He could take a hit. Dude's tough. There's literally, there's like almost nothing that you could do. You could, for, I probably wouldn't need a bowl of macaroni and cheese for any less than like a million dollars. No joke. Dude. No, actually, probably less. Like if someone said, I'll pay your house off, I would just fucking bite the bullet and eat it. But I would barf. I would just nonstop barf and I'd have to eat my barf. And then 
I just, I don't, I, I'm fucking. You'd be stuck in a vicious cycle. Yeah, we got to move on from this. I don't feel <laughs> right. I feel yeah, weird. I'd, I'd probably eat pretty much anything for like a hundred grand or so. Yeah. I'd down a whole bowl of dog turds for a hundred grand. <laughs> I would eat dog turds before macaroni and cheese. Like I wouldn't even hesitate. You remember the time I pranked you on April Fool's Day? Yep. By getting a whole pack of American cheese slices and hanging them from your ceiling like Christmas ornaments in your room? Yeah. Like at eye level? He was so mad at you. Yeah. Adam lived in my mom's basement for a year. And this dude, didn't you use like fishing line or? Uh, yeah, I went and bought fucking yeah. supplies, fishing dude. Fishing line and paper yeah. yeah, yeah. This dude hung up like, I don't know how many pieces of cheese in my bedroom. Fucking horrible. Whole pack. It was a lot. Yeah. It was like an obstacle course. Like yeah. every foot. <laughs> Like a grid of hanging cheese, the whole room. I, I went uh, and bought thumbtacks to like, you know, hang it from the ceiling and shit. Dude, my my mom's basement, like my mom's house, right? It's kind of spooky in that basement, right? Yeah, spooky. man. Spooky. Yeah, because you live down there for a year. It's still fucking kind of scary when I go over there to like work on her house and stuff. I don't like being there by myself. Clopec status. Yeah, that's weird. Anybody else got a question? Josh Wills, you got one? Did you already ask one? I asked one. That's it. Uh, you only get one from me. <laughs> All right. You didn't ask one. Your I turn. All right, do you did. remember the time that you saw your mom and dad having sex? Yep, we were at Lake of the Ozarks. Can you describe the scene? <laughs> <laughs> I'd rather not. So I, I'll get it started. So you walked in. Yeah, have you guys ever seen it, seen your parents having sex? No. Have you guys ever actually seen this that? This interview's about you. I'm the only yeah, one? Yeah, I did, one. I did, I did once, yeah. I don't, here's the funny part. I don't think my parents were, they might have already been divorced at that time. My parents got divorced and then started to like each other. <laughs> hmm. That makes sense. Like, that's how that went down. My parents did not have a good marriage, and then they got divorced, and I would be delivering pizza, and I'd see my mom parked over at my dad's house. <laughs> What's going on? Getting yeah. some dick. <laughs> yeah. No, I, I don't need to describe it, but I saw it. So you walked in, and she was on top of your dad. I'm not talking about this. You know how sex works. <laughs> it was like that. Did they, did they know that you came in? Or did you just like, or did you get out before? No, I just shut the door, but they knew. Let's go to the next question, please. You think she was coming? <laughs> hey, what, uh, what's one of your favorite restaurants you've ever been to? Oh, shit. McDonald's. Uh, uh, favorite restaurants. Um, all McDonald's right. on page when they had the wagon in the lobby. <laughs> <laughs> Dude, I remember going there. Um, fuck. Um, okay, so I, I, I maybe don't have a single favorite one, but I'm just going to paint real broad strokes here. Basically going out after the shows in Japan, just in a nutshell, that shit is my favorite mm. thing in the entire world. So mm. when we go to Japan, uh, typically if you play a show, you know, you get like a dinner buyout or per diem or whatever. And you, you know, it, pretty much anywhere else in the world, you're kind of on your own. Like if you play a show in the United States, like the promoters, the venue, like they don't, they really have nothing to do with like food or any of that, you know, that, that you're just on your own for all that kind of shit. But in Japan, like part of the deal is we don't get dinner buyouts really. Um, part like basically part of like the price of the, uh, of the band coming there, like they build in hotels and meals and shit. So after every show, they would take us. Uh, shout out Yoshi to all these sweet restaurants, man. And it's just like you you don't even think about the bill. It's just round after round of beer, pitcher after pitcher of beer. It's just they just keep bringing you food. Um, especially the first couple times we went, it was so foreign and like awesome to us. I don't know that like Japan post-show meals are just my favorite memories ever. Yeah. I love that shit. I wonder, Tight. I wonder if like, if we ate that every day here, if it would have just been normal and it wouldn't be that good, but just the environment is so cool for us. Yeah. That's what it is. I mean, yeah. it's I, now, now that I mean, we're sometimes like, the food is we awesome, have some perspective. It's not like we're eating like these five star restaurants or anything yeah. like that. It's yeah. just so different, you know? Yeah. But some of that shit is so good. There's something so cool about being hosted by somebody who's like a local mm -hmm. that just you just say, hey, get a bunch of stuff that you think we'll like. And they just keep bringing out stuff yeah. that everyone's sharing. It's like, oh, I'm going to try that. I'm going to try that. Yeah, that, it's just that communal aspect of it. It's like a 20-course meal. They might just bring out a plate of like fried or like uh sauteed garlic or a plate of tomatoes or a plate of shrimp or whatever. They'll just bring out like 20 different things and it's just like – we just sit there for a couple hours and just get fucking hammered and eat all kinds of awesome food. And it's just, it's the best, man. Bowls, I love bowls of Gohan. Yeah. yeah. I realized it's definitely just the experience. Cause every time we go there, we end up going to Outback Steakhouse. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. 
because there's one in Tokyo, and we're always like, let's go to Outback. So he takes us there on like one of the last days of Tokyo. It tastes good though, but it's <laughs> well, especially great. like the, like Katsu, the translator. Like, dude, he remember that was like his favorite restaurant in the entire fucking world, <laughs> yeah. Outback Steakhouse. No, but it's even like better over there. You yeah, know? it's totally oh, yeah. different there either way. But yeah, well, my, I mean, even McDonald's is better over there. It yeah, tastes like is. it did when I was six. Yeah, most things better when the, when they had that wooden playground on on that page in McDonald's. Uh huh. Uh huh. <laughs> no, yeah, I love that man. I miss that. Ryan got a breakfast sandwich at McDonald's last time. A breakfast sandwich? I couldn't see you doing that. It seems when? very odd. It was. I don't know. It was me and Bond, and you oh. were with us. And you go, you go, fuck it. I'm gonna get one. <laughs> yeah, we were just like we woke up early and we were just like walking around. It's the one and only time I've ever, I, like, I haven't had, like, legitimate fast food in probably a decade. That's, like, the only time I was like, fuck it. I need some protein. I remember me and Bond looking at him going, he's eating that. That's weird. <laughs> <laughs> no, I can't fuck with fast food, man. I just can't. It's, I can't do it. I'm going to piggyback on the food question. Uh, what? Okay. Uh, I don't know if you would be dying or if you're uh, in jail getting ready to be put to death or whatever, but what's your absolute favorite ideal last meal that you would want oh my god what what's the best meal you can think of dude pizza man dewey's pizza is my favorite shit in the entire world that and thanksgiving dinner but dewey's pizza man mm. it's the only place i dip my pizza in ranch i've never had dewey's still you you always talk about it but I've it's never the had best it. man it's just nowhere near me so I've only, i think i've only it. had it once is it to- only here no it's a chain it's not like a fancy smancy like Food's not place. It's a chain, but it's just fucking good. That and pies. I like pie a lot. Pie's dope. Same. Good. Yep. Tight. I like pizza too. I love pizza. Dude, because pizza's like, it's a party. Like whenever I feel like celebrating, I'm just like, <laughs> oh, let's get pizza. I just, I just got a Pizza Hut the other day, which is, you know, awesome, very nice pizza. <laughs> uh, but but the box the box said, you never hear somebody say, let's have a sandwich party. <laughs> yeah, that's true. That's a fact. No, and also like... I pizza, that was funny. not only pizza, like being like my favorite food, but it's also like, um, I don't know, it's a super dorky, but it's kind of like my, cause I don't fuck with any fast food. I don't, I don't eat bullshit, but like, that's like my one, like, fuck it. You know, like that's my like cheat meal, you know, like my guilty pleasure party time shit, you know, you commit food adultery with pizza. Yep. And I can't eat it. Like I could only eat it at nighttime. Like I could never eat it during the day. I just like fucking, it'd make me all tired and just horrible feeling. I have to eat it and then go to bed. <laughs> All right, here's a question. And first, maybe like a, a little background story Yep. for anyone who doesn't know. So you were on American Ninja Warrior. Yep. We didn't talk about it much. We didn't like publicize it because it was really bad timing. Bad shit happened like right around the time when that episode came out and everything. So we just, it kind of just cruised by and maybe a lot of people didn't know it or see it. Yep. So you want to talk about it real quick? Yeah. Um. Yeah, it was super... Super random. Like I'd been watching that show forever because I'm just I like to like move my body and, and do weird shit. And just kind of on a whim, I was just like, I should apply for this. And on December, your submission, like you have to film a, a submission video and an application, and everything. It was due on January first. My I started filming my video on December thirty first. So the day before it was due, I filmed and edited a complete video it's on my instagram page if you go back like you know scroll back it's uh it's actually on my instagram right now you can go watch it but not i never thought i'd get a call back i was just like dude I'm, i've never like ran an obstacle course i've never been like to a ninja because like you gotta understand like everyone on that show it's like their life like you have no chance of winning that show if it's not like something you do full fucking time like train full time like all those people own ninja gyms ninja gyms they work at ninja gyms it's like it's their life you know and i'd never even Barely, I went to one like once or twice. So that's a thing that I, I think like could use some explaining because I don't think I even knew that that kind of shit existed mm-hmm. outside of like what I thought was just a game show until yeah, yeah. you did it. Like the idea that people train all the time and they, it's like a sport now. Oh dude, it's right? a full sport. And that's, I mean, that's why I thought like, I didn't think anything of it. I was like, I'm just gonna, I'm just, just see what happens just for, just on a whim. Like what the hell I might as well. I never in a million years thought I would get a callback because I, I don't do any of that shit. Like, I don't go to ninja gyms. I don't, I'm not part of like the ninja community. I was like, a, you know, a band dude. It's like, they're, ne- so I didn't, I submitted, I literally didn't think anything about it. And then uh, we were driving, my family and I were driving to Smoky Mountains and I got a call from one of the producers. They're like, oh, we want, you know, we want you on the show really bad. We're going to make you one of the featured people. And I was like, fuck. And I panicked, you know, and we were going to Europe. So, 
I was like, oh, I can't be on the show because the date they wanted me to to do it, I would be in Europe with Story of the Year. So I was like, I can't do it. I'm sorry. It's like, well, what are the European dates? So I gave them the dates and they're like, well, in two and a half weeks now, you can go to Seattle and go it. And, and like, I, I couldn't back out. So I was like, fuck it. So I had two and a half weeks to get ready for it. And literally it was the most terrifying thing I've ever done in my entire life. Like it was super fun and fulfilling and it was like an awesome chapter in my life, but I've never been so fucking nervous about anything in my whole life. Dude, it was terrifying. So what what was it like when you got there compared to like doing any other like fly, you know, we fly out, we like meet somebody at the airport or whatever, we drive ourselves, like tell it a little bit and kind of compare it to other trips and other uncomfortable shit in the past. Yeah, like we've been traveling together for like almost two decades and no matter where we're going, like- you know, you already, you know, you have your friends with you, you have your homies, you have your crew and everything. And it's like so familiar going to travel for something like that. It's so different. It's not even like, you can't even compare the two, you know, I, you know, I didn't know anybody. I was just by myself. I drove to the Tacoma dome and I'm just like surrounded by all these quote unquote ninjas that I've been watching on TV for seven years, you know, or 10, 10 seasons or whatever. And in, like it was like some of the biggest stars were there, like Jesse Graff, Drew Dreschel, like all like the biggest names, literally the biggest names of the sport were like all in Tacoma. And like, I just remember feeling like, dude, I have like no right to be here. You know, like I do not deserve to be here. Like all these people are like dedicated their life to it. And like you said, like a lot of people don't know, but dude, it is like big business. There's ninja gyms in every major city there. It's like, it's, it's a thing that people dedicate their lives to, you know? And I'm just like this asshole that <laughs> like two and a half weeks ago decided that I should try out for it. And I'd never, I'd never, like, you know, not just a one on TV. Like there's all kinds of ninja competitions, like regional competitions, all that shit all across the world. And that's, those people do all that stuff and I don't do any of it. So I, I just felt like I didn't belong to, like I didn't deserve to be there, you know? So was was there like, a green room, like a locker room, like were you just all out in like a big like lobby area, kind of like you see on American so Idol? So you have, so you have, like imagine we're playing a show, right? And basically there's the whole course, right? And they have all you guys sectioned off in a little area. It's like, it's not a green room, but it was just like a roped off area, like in the arena. Like in the main area, like on like the court kind of, so to speak? Yeah, yeah, yeah. So it's, the, it, I ran in Tacoma, Washington, the Tacoma Dome. So imagine like, an arena, like the dome downtown, right? They have all the, you know, ninjas in a little like holding area, you know, like a little backstage area, but it's blocked off. So you can't see the course. So you don't get to see the course before you run. You don't get to like practice it. You don't like, you don't, if you go look at it, you're disqualified. So right as the crowd was coming in, they finally walk you up and show it to you and just explain to you the rules so you don't get to step foot on it. You don't get to practice it. You don't get like you it's, you find out like literally 40 minutes before the shit starts, like what the course even looks like, you know? And it was different from what you had seen on TV. It's different every season. Everything's different every year. And dude, I'd never been on any of those obstacles before, you know? So like, it would be the equivalent of you, like you being in a band and all of a sudden you're like, all right, I'm going to like, I'm going to get really into wrestling. Right. And you'd never really wrestled before. But you sent an audition to the WWF and they're like, this fucking skull guy, man, like he's, I don't know, this is a pretty good submission video. Let's get him in here. And then two and a half weeks later, you flew to fucking Washington to compete in the WWF and you had to wrestle some, like, that's literally what I did. Like, it was fucking, like, stressful, like almost traumatic how stressful it was. (laughs) So how far did you make it? like percentage wise through the course. I made it to the last obstacle before the warped wall. And dude, it sounds silly to say, but like, it was so easy. Like everything was so, so much easier than I would have thought, you know? Cause I, dude, I don't like, I'm not like amazing at any one thing, but like, I do have like a good, um, I, I'm just like, kind of like a monkey. I can just swing around on shit. And it's like, I've just always been like that. You know, you eat your own poop, you throw your poop. Yeah. 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 It's like my only superpower in life is that I'm just a big kid, you know? So all this stuff was like way easier than I, than I thought it would be. And I got to the last obstacle and I saw the warped wall and I was like, holy fuck, I'm going to run up that motherfucker and hit the buzzer. Like my first time being on the show, I'm going to hit a buzzer. And I started thinking about like my celebration dance. I started thinking about like, oh shit, this means I'm going to have to go to Vegas and blah, blah. I just got so in my own head about it. Like I saw the warped wall and I went like, oh dude, this is, I, I got, this is done, you know? And then I just like 
I, I just, I don't even know what happened. I just way overshot the obstacle I was on and just made a completely, it's like something I could do in my sleep, like backwards in my sleep. And I just completely, just completely stressed out and nerves got me. So you fumbled and, and missed. You didn't like lose energy and strength and, and fail at it. You're saying no dude, because even if I would have, I wouldn't have, there's so much adrenaline and I was so like, okay, I was, it's literally the most nervous I've ever been about anything in my entire life. Like I, I didn't, like truly didn't even know what it felt like. I know it sounds weird, but like I didn't even know what anxiety was until before that show. Like I had no fucking clue what that feeling even was or like what like truly being nervous was. And then like, at least I didn't think I did. And then I got on that show and I was like, oh, okay, this is what, this is what nerves feel like. This is what being anxious feels like. Oh, okay. Okay. Uh, Yeah. And like, you're so, there's so much adrenaline that like, even if my hands were tired or my body, like I wouldn't have felt it, you know, like I wouldn't have known I was just too much adrenaline, you know, but once I got on the course, it's like nine seasons of watching the shit in my living room, just going, Oh, I could do that. I could do that. And just like seeing my family there, like all that anxiety and just stress, like instantly transformed into like pure joy. I was like, Holy fuck. Like I'm doing this shit. Like this is amazing. And I was, it, it was just like, pure bliss, like pure happiness, you know? And then, uh, I, yeah, I saw the warped wall and I was like, Oh shit, I'm, I'm going to do it. I'm going to like do it. And I just psyched myself out and just made a stupid mistake. Just to like qualify the shit and provide a little context. So people know that you're not suggesting that the shit is just easy. And it's like, like a McDonald's jungle gym, even though you hadn't been going to quote ninja gyms, you'd been fully into your, like this phase of your life where you're in better shape than you had been the, the prior 30 something years leading up to that. Yeah. Right? Yeah. Yeah. I'm not saying it's like, it was just way easier than I thought it would be. And, and yeah, like, dude, I've just, my whole life I've been skateboarding, riding BMX bikes, motocross, playing baseball, fucking building forts and shit. Like I've just been moving like my whole life. You know what I'm saying? Um, and then, yeah, the last, I would say like, in 05, while we were doing Wake of Determination, I started running trails and shit, and I started climbing maybe like seven years ago. Um, so yeah, like th- the climbing like definitely helped my grip strength and just like learning to use my body and like a, I don't know, just like the way a climber would. I don't know. I've, I've just always been like a very active kind of a spaz. So uh, maybe it was a little easier for me than like someone just like getting off the couch from a, you know, that never done anything like that. But yeah, I'm not saying the shit was easy. It was just, it was way easier than I thought it would be, you know? I still fucking fell, you know? Like a dork. Well, and that's what they say. Like the producer, um, like the the main dude, like Akbar and Matt Eisman, like after- Admiral Akbar? Yeah, yeah. Uh, after the show, the producer was just like, dude, that obstacle, like, it's like when I walked in here and I saw that was the obstacle, I was like, fuck, this took out like everybody, you know? Because it's in their best interest to have the stars of the show make it till the end, you know? To make it to Vegas and make it- they don't want people falling because then people stop watching. If Jesse Graff falls, people stop watching, you know? Like, yeah, it's just like, dude, it's so mental. It's so much more mental. And like the dude that, like there's two people up to the point that I ran that actually won the million dollars, like ever in the history of the show, right? And they tied. So the dude that won, the only person in fucking 10 years to ever finish, I made it further than that dude because it's On just- that course? Yeah. Just because it's fucking mental. You can just, you can't make a mistake. If you do, that's it. You know, and like yeah. just going into it, knowing if like if I make one mistake, my season's over. And those dudes, like that's that's what I was saying. Like I'm just like an ass bag with a guitar that didn't really deserve to be there. Like these dudes, it's like full time, year round training, quit jobs and shit. Like it's like their life goal, you know. And they make one little mistake, and it's just like they're that's it, you know. It's like if you don't come down perfectly on the back side of every single ramp in that Excite Bike course, you're not going to get your record. <laughs> yeah, it's true. Come down on the backside. <laughs> yeah, I mean, I, I might as well have been like signed up for like a professional boxing match. Like that's how ill-prepared I was. Even though I'm a climber and like, uh, you know, I move my body and stuff, like it, it's just, it's such a different thing. It's hard to explain. It's hard to articulate, but it's, it was wild, dude. It's awfully nice and humble of you to say that. But the fact is you're training for like a made-up sport that's ultimately just like, um, an amalgamation of a bunch of other shit that you basically had been doing. So I, I would say it's a little too self-critical to say that you had no business being there. You know what I mean? Well, I mean, like I understand feeling like the stakes are different for you, but I just mean in terms of like paying dues, you know, like 
those people like make it their have have made it their like life's pursuit. Like when I say these people are like serious about it, like they train year round for it, you know? So to be in the same league as those people are like even talked about in the same breath as people like that. Like, I don't feel worthy of that. You know, I mean, I appreciate you saying that, but like, trust me, dude, like I, I <laughs> yeah, I don't know. So all that said, I know what you said right after you were done, but now after all this time, when this pandemic shit is done, you think you're going to do it again? You're going to try it? Yeah. I think in a future yeah, season, I, I think the, now that I know what it is, I think the nerve, like I'll be 10% as nervous as I was. Um, yeah, I'll, I'll do it again and just, and I won't take it. So like, I won't build it up so much in my mind. I'll just do it for fun. You know, I'll do it again. Better do that shit. Dude, it was cool. And like, it ties in the band too, because they, that was like when the producers would call me, you know, they really liked the band stuff, you know, cause I, I my submission tape talked about being a photographer too, you know? And they were just like, no, we're just kind of only interested in the band stuff, you know? Like, let's keep this concise. Let's talk about the band. And like, I remember in, I was in Seattle, like hiking the next day, I took my family hiking and like the producer called and was like, so we're going to come to St. Louis. Do you think you guys could book a show like tomorrow or the next day? <laughs> I was like, no, no, probably not. He's like, well, it's you and two other people that we're doing backstories on. And literally that's it. And I was like, well, you, you know, I fell, right? They're like, it doesn't matter. It's like, the band shit's awesome. Like your story's awesome. We'd like to get on a plane tomorrow and have producers come out there. So like I went home and a day after I got home, I had to go film a bunch of shit at my house that was really like really uncomfortable and weird. And then I went to the Ninja Gym in St. Charles, Missouri that I'd only been to for like two weeks and did some stuff there and acted like I kind of knew what I was doing. And then you guys, we had to play a show on like a week's notice so they could get footage of it, you know? Shout out to everybody who showed up yeah. last minute. Yeah, I mean, that's it's wild, dude. Like, they they were, like, all about it, you know? It was cool. Yeah, we would like, two days before we said, hey, can everybody just show up here for a free show? <laughs> yeah, dude, I, 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 like... In 24 hours? I know I told you guys a bunch, but, like, that really meant a lot to me, you know? Um, that you guys would just be like, sure, okay, well... And it's not just the show. It's, like, the rehear- you know, we had to rehearse for it. We had to build a set list for it. We had to, like load it, load in, load out. Like it just, it's a lot of time and shit. And the fact that you guys just did that on no notice because I was on this silly show, like that's like super cool. I imagine a lot of bands would just be like, oh, are you fucking kidding me? That's annoying. Like, I don't know. That was really cool. You guys to do that. You know, it helped that you gave us all that money though. <laughs> yeah, no, but it, uh, the other thing I will say about that though, um, it's weird traveling without you guys, man. Like it is weird. Like when I have to do it for photography, it's weird. Uh, that was weird. Have you guys had to travel for anything like not a vacation, like any kind of work related, anything not, like any kind of work related thing that's not story of the year? Have you had to? Tra- have you guys had to travel by yourself or anything like that? No, I did those emo emo night DJ things, and I flew to Baltimore and did one by myself. And oh yeah, yeah, that that was not cool because it was like doing a show, but just totally alone. Yeah, most of them like in the area. I usually would do them like around the Midwest, so I yeah. would just take friend take friends with me in a car. But imagine doing that, but it was for something that's not. Dan from Story of the Year, like band related. If it was something yeah. that's like, I don't know, pretend you were a photographer, like, and you just like get on a plane, and you're all like, it's fucking weird. It's just different. You're just by yourself, and it's just different, man. Stupid. Yep. Good questions. Okay, what was worse, <laughs> the time that you saw your parents fucking? Oh my god. Or the time that you and Josh made eye contact when you were coming? The first. Option one. Option two was kind of beautiful in a weird way. <laughs> <laughs> it's like poetry. It's like, how close of friends can we get? Let's see. <laughs> you know? Has any member of your immediate family ever seen you have a full boner? <laughs> no. No. That's a hard no, Adam. I mean, maybe you got a baby boner and your parents saw it when they were changing your little baby ass diaper. You never know. That happens. Maybe. Probably. Probably, yeah. Probably. We already talked about what your favorite solo was in one of our songs, didn't we? Yep. What's uh? What's your favorite normal riff, like a main riff of of all of our songs? Maybe like most fun to play, or mm. the the one you liked that you wrote the most. Praying for rain is super fun for me to play that whole song. I I love that riff. Um, bow, 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 our time bow, is bow. now. But still, like after all these years, I still love to play that shit. That's awesome. Um, 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 off the new record, off wolves. Good night, my love. We do this live jam session. 
And I literally hit two notes the entire time. Down, 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 And Josh just does drum solos and we just jam around. And then uh, it's just kind of this ad libby kind of thing we do live as a segue almost. And it's, it's, it's so fucking fun. It's one of my favorite parts of our whole show. It's weird how some things can sound really cool, but like they're not as fun to play. But yeah. then something real simple is it's fun to play. Dude, it's the most fun. Yeah. Yeah, I'm get, I'm like way more I'm getting like way less into like how complicated a riff can be and how flashy it is and just like the groove, you know? I like shit that makes my body my body do that. He's making a humping motion for anyone who's just listening only. Yeah. Everybody's just listening only. <laughs> that was it was a two-part joke. Except for us. Yeah. What else? Who do you who would you most want to have dinner with that's dead or alive? You coming with me? <laughs> <laughs> oh, that's tough. Or just have dinner with and not talk to him. I, I mean, I don't know. <laughs> just want to watch him eat. <laughs> I'm just going to watch you eat. <laughs> ah, man, that's super tough. I, I can tell you the last flight that I took before COVID, I was doing some photo stuff in Los Angeles, and I sat next to a Buddhist monk. And I kind of posted a little bit about this on my Instagram, but his English was kind of kind of rough. I had, He had to repeat a couple of things a couple of times for me to understand him. But like, I was just like, fuck it. And I asked this dude like every deep, existential question like a dude like me who feels shit really hard would ever ask and it was like one of the most impactful two hours three hours of like my life not to be like dramatic you know just the way this dude like saw the world and the way he just kind of navigated life and the way he just his operating system as a human and just it was so fucking fascinating so was it the starfish navigation system (laughs) uh yeah not to be like cheesy or anything but like i'd want to talk to some like Super old ass, super enlightened. Like I feel like anyone that can kind of sit with themselves for like an hour and not be like anxious or stressed out and just calm. Uh, people that can like live life without stress. People that can live life and not like like every old person says when they're dead. Like don't sweat the small stuff because it's all small stuff. All those stupid cliches you hear your whole life. But like someone that actually like knows how to do that and has figured out how to do that. Like I would just want to pick their brain all fucking day. I don't know. That's kind of what I strive to do. Like not to be all like cheesy about it, but like I just want to like be in a state of just like total presence and not stress and just anyone that's done that is just like so successful in my eyes. I'd want to talk to that person. Mm. Gary, the Buddhist monk. Yeah. Old Gary. All right. Here, here's something that is similar, but t- total other side of the, of the spectrum probably. Bring that shit. This is a, a completely like impossible would you rather kind of thing, right? <laughs> you could have one of these two experiences have happened in your life, okay? Mm-hmm. Either you got to hang out with Eddie Van Halen, like you got an invitation. He was like, yeah, whatever. I mean, tell him to fucking come down. And you come to a show and you show up at Soundcheck and his guitar tech like lets you like dick around with his guitars and you get to check out his whole rig and hang out and it's fucking super sweet. But when he actually shows up on stage... He's all drunk and he's like, what the fuck are you doing with my guitar? And like tells you to fuck off and it turns like a shitty experience. Nonetheless, you got to go and you were fucking, you know, you were there and you met Eddie Van Halen, right? Mm -hmm. Or you got to hang out with Dimebag, you got to drink with him and you, you don't know the outcome of this, right? In this scenario. He's driving you home though and he's like fucking blackout drunk and you have to ride home with him drunk. Like the equivalent of going from like downtown St. Louis to like St. Peter's. Okay. So your life is in danger in one scenario, but you hung out, you fully rode down with Dimebag, and the other one, you're not <laughs> potentially going to die, but you kind of had a bad experience with Eddie Van Halen. Okay. So one, let's acknowledge that you came up with one of these scenarios that don't involve a dick or me sucking it or jacking I'm it off. I'm trying so hard. Dude, you're growing. To be an adult. You're growing. Dude, okay. So definitely Dimebag because... First of all, it's impossible for Dimebag not to be the sweetest dude ever. So even if he's blackout drunk and he might kill me, at least he'd be sweet doing it. All right. <laughs> I, my daughter's name is Halen. Not she, not that like she's named after Eddie Van Halen, but I wanted a musical name, and I didn't want her name to be like Octavia or. Uh, you didn't want to name her Dimebag. <laughs> I didn't. I didn't, <laughs> I didn't want her name to be yeah Dimebag or like Fret Bar or something. You know, um, Dimebag Phillips. Yeah, my wife and I just she, like Ashley really thought Halen was super pretty. You know, um, so we named her Halen, which I think is super dope to have a chick named Halen. That said, I, even if Eddie was still alive, I would never ever want to meet him 
in the off chance that he was a dick to me because I'd be like, fuck, dude, my daughter's named after this dick, you know? Yeah. Like, I would never, ever, ever want to meet him, you know? Plus, like, Dimebag probably can, like, really drive blackout drunk. Fuck yeah, he can. <laughs> yeah. He, doesn't even, he doesn't even need eyes. Dimebag can just go anywhere he wants. If drunk driving was an American Ninja Warrior event, I bet he, <laughs> he would make it to the end. Yeah. He could, he could go anywhere <laughs> yeah, yeah. he wants because he's a specter. Yeah. yeah. Nails the squeal behind the wheel. No, nah, there's just some people like that, like, I just don't, I don't want to meet, you know? He could potentially go through walls right now. <laughs> <laughs> All right, so you rolled the dice on your life. I rolled dice on my life, yep. All right. There's no way Dimebag would ever crash. <laughs> no way, dude. It's impossible. It's impossible. I mean, think about how many times he drove around drunk. You know life. all the cops, like, in, uh, where he, in Dallas, Fort Worth, wherever he lived. Like, you know all the cops knew those dudes and knew them. Like, you know how many times yeah. they got out of shit because it's like, oh, it's, it's fucking Dimebag again. I bet, the, I bet the cops were on that dude on a weekly basis. Guaranteed. <laughs> I bet that dude talked cops into having shots with him. Guaranteed. After getting pulled over. I fucking guarantee. Yeah, I guarantee. I hope they all called him Daryl. Well, Daryl. Step out of the vehicle, Daryl. <laughs> doesn't have the same ring as Dimebag. <laughs> <laughs> all right, what do you think? Are we going to wrap it up, or does anyone else have a creative question? Hey, what's if a movie was made about us, who would play each of us in a movie? <laughs> I'd have yes. to put some thought into that. That's fun. <laughs> Let's figure it out right now. I don't know. Or just you, just you. If you were, if you, there was a movie about you, who do you want to play you? All right. This is weird. I don't know the answer to that, but I can tell Eric you. Stoltz, but in full on <laughs> makeup. Mask makeup. I, <laughs> I can tell you, um, I don't, I don't know the answer to that, um, but Leo, Have, has anyone ever told told you guys like like, dude, you look like this person? Has anyone ever told you that? Yeah, there's a dude on a a show, a, some fucking crime show that I think we actually look like fucking yeah. true doppelgangers. It's fucking bizarre. Uh, yeah. That one chick at a photo shoot once told me I look like Ben Affleck, but <laughs> you white, ain't you? <laughs> yeah, you white, you Ben Affleck. All right, so I just asked because I've never in my life been told like, oh, you look like that person, you look like that person, whatever. But I've had no less than five, at least five people have told me that um, in The Secret Life of Walter Mitty, where Ben Stiller finally meets Sean Penn, and he's on that mountainside <laughs> photographing the snow leopard, mm-hmm. I've had five different people tell me that I look like Sean Penn in that movie. And he's like fucking haggard and just all like all rough looking. <laughs> but I don't know, there's something about him in that movie that I've had multiple people on multiple occasions, be like, dude, you look just like Sean Penn in that movie. It's the only person I've ever been told I look like. So you never had anybody tell you that you look like Corey Haim after he lost all his teeth? No. <laughs> no. Or that dude from the Flo Nays commercial? <laughs> no. <laughs> just the nose? Oh, <laughs> uh, that's good. Uh. All right, so when they, ma- when they make the dirt of our band, uh. Ryan's going to be either the, the nose from that commercial or Sean Penn. <laughs> Sean Penn, yeah. Josh yeah, is yeah. going to be Ben Affleck. Uh, uh, Adam is uh, whatever guy you just said from whatever TV show. Dude from Criminal Minds. And I'm going to be Kevin Bacon. No, dude, I made a thing of like a meme or whatever of Adam. I think Adam looks so much like The Rock and Daniel Tosh. <laughs> dude, you look like The Rock, like for sure. I, I don't see that. Dude, he, dude we, we have the same nose. You, you know that uh, that face, what's it called? Face that, that face swap app? Yeah. I did a gif where I put my face on it. Yeah. And he barely looks different. Dude, you have, you, you have like weird. the same, you have something going on where you look like The Rock, you know, like a little bitch ass version of The Rock, but you look like The Rock. And you also kind of remind me of Daniel Tosh too. Because I'm all long like a piece of fucking Laffy Taffy. Kind of, but I don't know. He's just such a, you guys are just funny. I don't know. You just, you remind me of him. I don't know. Like when you guys smile and tell jokes, you, you kind of look the same. I'm just going to play myself in a movie. Who does Scoobs look like? Let's try to figure this out. I can't think. I, I don't know. You're just I can't Scoobs. think of any of you guys. I, I can't think of anybody that looks yeah, like any well. of you. Or, you know. The, I know all your faces too well to actually. You know, really yeah. Weird. yeah. Very yeah. weird. You know how that happens? Like people will be like, oh, you know who so-and-so looks like? You know, somebody you know well or like a sibling or something. And you're like, no, they don't. Because, you know, you know their face better than yeah. a person who's not their sibling or close yep. friend or whatever. Oh, fuck. I just thought of something. Dude, like 10 years ago, Ashley, my wife, Ashley, her mom was married to a different dude. He was like really into art and he had this art book, coffee table book, and it had a painting of a dude from the 1700s and it looked Dude, like my fucking doppelganger. Like, just <laughs> like me. It was an oil painting from the 1700s. It looked exactly like me. That's funny. Yeah. He showed it to me, and I was like, I was skeptical, and I looked at it, and I was like, holy fuck, that's me. 
that same dude's gonna show up one day, time traveling, and kill you, and you're gonna be in that movie. What's it called? Looper. You're gonna be in Looper. <laughs> Looper. Hey, here's one. No, this isn't one. This reminds me. Did anybody see? I tweeted it or I retweeted it from our our story of the year account. Somebody, a fan, put all the you know a shot of the Ninja Turtles and said, "Who's who?" Oh yeah, I did see that. Did you see that? Do you have guesses? Uh, <laughs> no. Let me guess. From the movie, he used the movie once. Josh is. I know Josh. Josh would be Raphael. Yep. Yeah. yeah. Brian's yep. got to be Michelangelo. I'm Michelangelo. Yeah. Yep. Yeah. Adam's Donatello. Yep. <laughs> and Dan's Leonardo. Yeah. It fully yeah. tracks. Yeah. And I was like, yep. yeah, that yep. makes sense. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> I, I saw that and went, huh. Yeah. That, that's, that's right. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. That's funny. Uh, I love that shit. Hey, somebody out there here knows how to do deep fakes. Do, do a video of our actual faces on the turtles in that movie. <laughs> That'd be sweet. But the original one, with, uh, the one from like the 90s, not the newer ones. Yeah. Dude, tell me that movie doesn't make you want to eat pizza. All the time. Fuck yeah. Oh. It makes me want to be a ninja too. God, it makes pizza me so dude's hungry. Dude's got 30 seconds. There's a there's an episode of The Toys That Made Us, you know that Netflix show? Yeah, oh yeah, I saw that. About the toys, and they talk about how the studio and the company, whatever, Playmates or whatever, that made the toys, was like, what the fuck is this when they made the movie? They're like, this, is, this isn't this is a fucking kid's movie. This isn't mm-hmm. for those cartoons, because the cartoon and all that shit was first. Yep. They're like, what is this? So they made Secret of the U's and the other ones more cartoony on purpose because... It was too grown up. Yep. But I, as a kid, I was 10 when that, we were all 10 when that first one came out. I wasn't into Secret of the U's and the other one as much because I wanted the sweet, dark, badass ninja movie. I didn't want the cartoon. Yep. Yeah. Isn't that weird? I think we were all kind of the same kind of dude. When we were young, we wanted to watch the older stuff. Mm -hmm. I mean, it's different for you guys because you saw the Goonies when you were kids. But when I look back, I was like, oh, the Goonies is great, but it's Indiana Jones for kids but I just wanted to watch actual Indiana Jones. You know what I mean? I wanted to watch Top Gun. I wanted to watch Total Recall. I didn't want to see the kid version. Yep. I just watched everything. Yeah, I was into all of those. I don't think of Goonies as a kid's movie at all. I didn't limit myself, man. (laughs) (laughs) It's just weird to think about like when, dude, when we were, I know all of us are in the same boat. We were like seven, eight. We were watching like, all the R-rated action movies like Commando and fucking Rambo and all that shit. Mm -hmm. Like you think about like, Think about Commando, dude's head gets chopped off by a saw, (laughs) Predator, the dude's arm gets blown off. Yeah. Like we were, dude, I I was like five when I saw that shit. And it was just like, my parents, my parents Total Recall has a chick with three boobs. It was like nothing. Like it was just like, okay. None of us have murdered anybody either. Imagine Yeah. Hey, you don't know that. (laughs) Actually, Josh has a secret that we don't know, so. Yeah. (laughs) He does have a fucking secret. I thought about that podcast. Oh, the whole next day, and I was just like, you know what? That's okay. Psych! That's not what I said. I still want to fucking know. Is there anything that Josh doesn't know about you? No. Be honest. No. I don't think so. <laughs> you know what I'm going to do? If I ever get to the point, if if we, you know, we all get to the point where, like, if, God forbid, I find out I have, like, some kind of, like, terminal illness, I'm going to mail you something. <laughs> that I'm going to make it look like it's what my secret is, and then it's not. <laughs> Fuck yeah. Uh, We're all in our 90s. We're going to be like uh, like Eddie Murphy and Martin Lawrence in life yeah. for those people. I'm going to write you a letter and I'm going to go, all right, it's time to tell you my secret. And then at the end, I'm going to go, psych. Dang. You a nasty motherfucker, Ray. <laughs> the room. Uh, I wonder which one of us is going to die first. Let's agree that whoever dies first, the other three beat up the corpse. <laughs> hey, whoever dies first gets cummed on. <laughs> Dude, I have to tell a story and then... We can be done if you want to. I worked with this dude at KFC when I was in high school. I worked at KFC for like two or three years. This dude had a cousin, I want to say, who was killed uh, by some dude that they they knew, like in the neighborhood or whatever. Like they knew the dude killed their cousin, but he never got caught by the cops. Like it was just one of those things, the police, you know, they, they were in the hood and the cops were shitty cops and they never fucking did their job, right? So... That dude who killed his cousin at some point ended up dying. I don't know if he got killed or just died or something. So this dude I worked with and his brothers and his cousins all went to the funeral of this dude who murdered their family member, went up to the casket and just started, you know, in the line, walking with the family and just started punching the corpse, tipped it over and all jumped the corpse, like kicked it, like kicked the shit out of him. (laughs) 
in the fucking funeral home. Dude, that's wow. like a fucking Coen Brothers movie or something. Yeah, or like some shit from like, you know, Goodfellas or yeah, something. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, I already told you guys if I if I die and we're all still friends, you guys have to do you have to snort a line in my ashes. I'll do that. If we're all still friends. I'll do it. If we're all still yeah. friends. <laughs> like we're all going to have a falling out right before you die. <laughs> I don't know. You never know. It could be one of those times again Josh could have a party that he tells nobody about. Yeah. I didn't have a party. Hey, keep keeping secrets from us, dude. See what happens. Yo, you said it on the podcast. There's proof. Yeah. No, oh, man. Hey, have you, got, have you guys ever seen a dead body not like in a wake or a funeral? Yes. Really? On the highway. Mm. I've seen him on a highway. On the highway. Yeah. Like not, like not covered in a sheet. You just saw like a... How close? Yeah, like once I was like right after an accident, I drove by. Oh, yeah. I don't like that. Yeah, I saw no, it was a dude. Cool. It was it was on 170. I don't know if he if he like hit the median or what, what, but he was on a motorcycle. And I first drove by the bike, and then another like 50 yards down, it was just his slumped over body, all like up on his shoulder and his face. It had just happened. You saw his face? I didn't see his face, but like he was he had skidded on his face and his shoulder. You know what I mean? Like head first, like flown over. Oh god, kind of thing. Mm. Yeah. That's gnar, dude. That's the scary thing about riding motorcycles, man. Motherfuckers yeah. are all on their phone. Everyone in the world is on their phone when they drive. Yeah, myself included. It sucks. When you're on a motorcycle, you are hyper aware of that fact. It's scary. Yeah, I know two people younger than me that I personally knew this year that died on motorcycles. Jesus. Crazy. I will yeah. never ride a motorcycle because of that. Yeah. it's uh, I, Dude, I, I struggle with that thought, you know? Yeah. Way to wrap it up on a high note, guys. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Woo. yeah. 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 All right. Is there anything else? I'm done. Okay. Drink your Ovaltine. Do you like me? <laughs> Do, Do you, you like, like me? All right, then. All right, let's wrap this shit up. We have two more. No, just one more before the end of the year, right? It'll be on Christmas Day. And then... Christmas is Friday? Yep, it'll be Christmas Day and then New Year's Day. So next week, tell us, patrons, send us a message on Patreon. Do you want the last episode of the year to be Dan's interview, the lead singer interview? Or do you want us to do something different and cool? Or you guys come up with, with an idea. Discuss. We should interview Santa. We'll make a post and, and discuss in the comments. Speaking of Patreon, if you want to be one of those people, you can go to patreon.com slash story of the year. There's a bunch of different tiers that include things that are just relevant to this podcast or to shows in the future, whenever the fuck we get to play those, or live streams, different access, merch, all kinds of stuff. It's awesome for the patrons. It's cool for us because it helps us legitimately do this thing in this time when we can't play shows. And we appreciate it. So patreon.com slash story of the year. Also take your ass to Nudo House if you're in St. Louis or if you're near St. Louis and eat their noodles. Do some takeout because you can't take in. So support local and go there. That's for sure. Yup. Of course, chances are if you're listening to this, you know that you can find story of the year on social media at story of the year on both of the relevant things. My stuff is all at Adam the Skull. I'm Dan Marcella. Everywhere. I am Ryan Phillips, only on Instagrams. Josh underscore Wills 29. But I'm also just Josh Wills in life all the time. On the social network of life. That's your government name? That's my government name. <laughs> hey, this was fun. I like you guys. You're fun. Cool. Yeah. All right. Let's, uh, let's wrap it. Okay. See you guys next week. Everybody, thanks for listening. All right. Bye-bye. Hey, just, you know, suck one. You know what I mean? <laughs> God. <laughs> Jeez. Can't we go up?